0: It is the Everything Is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulker, and hope you are enjoying your afternoon for a little uh, bonus podcast on this Tuesday afternoon. Because I wanted to talk about a couple things that we will jump into in a minute. But first, if you are in Michigan and don't know how to drive in the snow, this public service announcement is for you. Please just stay home and hide under your covers. We've only had to drive three times this year. It's really, it's really not that difficult. But I understand if it is difficult, just hide under your covers. And then tomorrow will be a new day, because all winter long it's been 20 and then 60. So tomorrow we get 60, and you'll be fine. Have a great day. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. What up, what up? It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Colkran, talking a little bit about Snapchat today and then certainly a little bit about the early learnings of the Facebook reaction. So, we've been talking about this since sometime last year when they demoed it in Spain, Ireland, and I believe Japan had a test, I think. But Japan and Ireland for sure were testing this idea of emojis instead of a instead of just a like. So now you've got your fleet of reactions that you can choose from. And I will not go through them all because of course you can do that yourself. But what I'm enjoying is almost immediately, you're now beginning to see what the customer is liking about the content, pardon the pun, uh, that you're putting up there and then how to engage with that content and then put up either more of what you're putting up or frame it differently right if you want them to love it and it gets them angry or you want them to be angry and it gets them to love or they're just putting the sarcastic wow on everything you know that you can adjust the play a little bit what I really like though is at least for the last couple days organic posts that have had this interaction happening with them seem to be opening up a little bit more so I think Facebook is trying to get a glut of data from these reactions in. So now's the time to play around with that a little bit and put up different types of content that make people angry or make people love it or make people sad so that you can see uh, the data that you're going to get back and why the customers are interacting with the pieces of content that you are putting up and the ways in which you are putting them up. Now, I know if you've not played with them very often or very much in the last couple days, uh, it can be a little gnarly on the phone because you have to hold down liked to get the uh, reactions to come up. But This too shall pass. People figured out Snapchat. They figured out Git Yak. They figured out Twitter. You'll figure it out. It's really not that big of a deal. And it's really not the sweeping change that some people are freaking out about. We knew this was coming. We knew it wasn't going to be the dislike button. Look, you will not want the dislike button just because of the vast number of human beings that will use it in the wrong fashion. This allows you, and as I've said for the last six months, this allows you to get a better handle on how people are reacting with the content because they have to pick an emotion that fits the content that you're putting up there. Yes, there will always be people in your ecosystem, both your personal ecosystem and your brand ecosystem that will abuse this. That's just the nature of the Internet. You just have to, I say this all the time when we're talking about personal branding, you make a choice. My choice, I don't feed the trolls. If you want to feed the trolls and jump into that comment barrage that you will get when you start feeding the trolls, Go for it if you're wired like that. I do not have the patience, nor do I have the time because I've got other work to do. So I just don't deal with them. I deal with the people that are reacting in the way that I want them to react, or at least in a way that makes sense. And the reactions on Facebook to me make sense. Like I said, you've got this glorious opportunity right now where they're trying to get a lot of data into the Facebook platform so you can play a little bit and your organic post will go a little bit farther this week and probably again next week than they will once they ratchet it back down and put you right back in the pay to play space. But right now we're all playing in the laboratory and that's a little bit fun for me. The other thing that happened last week is finally you got access to the geo filters on Snapchat and the press release came out and it said starts at five dollars and i think a lot of people think that they are five dollars they are not you can get them down to five dollars you can play around there's a lot of cheats that i'll go through here in a second you can get them down to five dollars they are not five dollars however they are woefully inexpensive for what you get to do we have done four of them here and prior to doing the paid ones we were doing what are called community geo filters so in the markets that we're available We've been, been designing uh, geo filters that would be parts of a city. So if you've got a neighborhood you know, uh, in Chicago, if you're around wherever, uh, Wicker Park, right? We would make a Wicker Park Geofilter and just see what happens and see who uses it and see how they interact with it with no branding on it, just trying to understand the platform and trying to understand how the user uses the geo filter. So when we get to the paid to play space, which we are in right now, and I feel this is a direct reaction to the amount of people that aren't buying the snap replays, which was another uh, play that they had, whatever, six, seven months ago. It just didn't stick. It wasn't sticky. And what I like about these platforms, Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat is that they're playing around and they're adjusting on the fly and putting up things that the customer wants. Like the ability to have a geo filter for your birthday. You can do that now. You can have a geo filter for your wedding. You can do that now. You can have a geo filter for just about anything that you want to pay for. Now, there is a geographic limit to the fence that you can put up. I believe it's a half a million square feet, which sounds like a lot. And depending on the city size, it can be a big chunk of the city, but you can only do a half a million square feet at a time. Now, there's a couple things that you can do. One, you've got to understand what the strategy is that you're trying to do with this geofilter and understand that there is no direct ROI right now. We're in baby step land, right? There is no click through. There's no none of those things. And the most important thing for me that I hope you get out of this is to understand that at the end of the day, this is still a layer of content for the customer. This is not a giant advertisement. As fun as it was this weekend for the Burger King hot dog lens, it was not to me was not the branding look that Burger King wanted because most people were using it in an ironic way, not because they love hot dogs at Burger King. That's not really a win for me because it was super adsy. And I mean, cartoon hot dogs are going to be abused on the internet as cartoon hot dogs tend to be when they're on the internet. What you want to do is create a layer of content so that the customer wants to use it with the thing that they're doing. We did a couple at a beer fest that were beer themed, had beer glasses on them. There was some branding, not a ton of branding, and we got a lot of use out of it. So we had a Friday and a Saturday event, and the growth from Friday to Saturday was almost triple. So we tripled the growth and use from Friday to Saturday. And so for me, that was a fun use of the geo filter. And if you're thinking, okay, well, what did you spend to do a two-day event? We spent $43 a day to put a geo filter up. So... This is really inexpensive, and it's a fan in my mind a fantastic conquesting tool if you understand what you're doing and by that, I mean it can't be an ad guys. This is not another place to slam ninety nine cent hot dogs, sorry Burger King or two for one video rental or whatever you think you're going to put on the geo filter understand that people are going to snapchat to get away from the tracking in some way shape or form they want it to be ephemeral so your geo filter has to be ephemeral and i think event marketing is the perfect way to do this the very first one i did i did it by hand it was not the best filter but i wanted to experiment i did one for a snow day last week when michigan got pounded with 12 inches of snow i did a snow day filter the day after the big snowstorm so i knew all the the schools would be closed Played around with it. The filter was not the best look. Design is not my sweet spot. Uh, But I wanted to test it. I wanted to see what metrics you get back. You do get back metrics. You get the number of uses and then the number of views. And the thing about that that I find fascinating is you get to actually see in a very realistic way how virality works or how a network works or how taking a filter and leveraging it against a bunch of people, you can get access to their group of friends in a way that I think the the bar graph that they use is really interesting to look at. So I wanted to test, but I'll be the first one to tell you, uh, I should not be designing geo filters. I should have somebody else do that, which is what I did for the beer fest, because you've got to evolve as you're doing these tests. I'm telling you though, from a conquesting perspective, this is a fun, fun Tool, but think about it as a layer of content, a context filter, if you will. So, whatever event you're going to do, if it's a beer fest, if it's a parade, if it's a concert, if it's a comedy show, if it's the first day of school, if it's the first day of baseball season, if it's the first home football game, these are things where you have an opportunity to make a subtle brand engagement with these people, but more importantly, get to see how they interact with the geofilter when you have done it in a correct manner so that they want it to be a part of their video or they want it to be a part of their photo. If you think of yesterday the filter that was on snapchat was a leap year uh filter that was not very good used pretty much ironically by most of snapchat because it showed all of these people that appeared to be skydiving uh, i was talking to uh q who's one of the guys here that works at m live and we were going back and forth last night about trying to figure out what about and i get that leap year is a hard thing to capture in an image or at least a single image i just don't think that they did a very good job at it Which shows me a couple things that we're still in the infancy of Snapchat, even though it's now four and a half years old. People are still fine fine tuning the design, trying to figure out how to tell a story in a single filter. And these are things that you should start right now. You should spend ten bucks. And here's one of the tricks that I learned from my friend Mike, who um, works at a radio station here in town. If you play with, if you take the buildings out, if you want to test, take the buildings out and play with just the streets. So make the geofence around a street, the cost is much, much lower. If you just take a couple hours and not a whole day, the cost is much, much lower. So you can play with 10 or 15 bucks and figure out how these geofilters work and then evoke a strategy behind them. But the first thing you should do is get together with somebody who's got some design chops and make one of these things and put it out in the world and see what happens so you understand how people use it and when they use it. We're not at the point, I don't think, where we understand, as we do on Instagram, that like Wednesday night is a great time to put up content on Instagram. That's just a day that a lot of people consume content on Instagram. We're not really at that point with Snapchat because it's moving too quickly, but now's the chance for all of us to experiment. Do your geofilters work better in the morning? Do they work better at night? Do they work better at lunchtime? When do they work better? What part of the event should you be attacking? These are the things that we should start playing with, and this is why I'm so excited about this platform. And the marketing that goes behind this idea of ephemeral marketing, if I can use a meta phrase there, these are the things that are exciting me about Snapchat. So two things to play with this week if you haven't already. Get uh, playing around with the Facebook reactions, which you should have done already, and get on the Snapchat geofilters. It's easy to do. Just type in Snapchat on demand, and it will take you right through and walk you through. You can download the template. So if you have design chops or know somebody who's got design chops, you can download the template and then just upload that way. Pick the day. You cannot do it the same day. Word of warning, you've got to plan in advance a little bit. Cannot do the same day, but uh, get them up there, play around, and uh, have some fun. And if you have some really great learnings that you want to share with the group, we would love to hear them. Uh, Get at me on Twitter, at Vine, P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H-A-N-D-V-I-N-E, or Eric at MLive.com. This is the Everything is Marketing Podcast.